Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So, is the Ford government actually minding our pennies? Not according uh, to the Fraser Institute. Uh, They've done a deep dive into the budget that we just saw in the spring, and they say it looks a whole lot like the 2011 budget tabled by Dalton McGuinty. This slow down the spending, you increase your revenue, and basically hope to hell that a rainy day recession does not arrive. And so it begs the question, why would this government do what the last government did, and how do they think that this is possibly going to work? And we asked, we spoke about this with the Fraser Institute before the budget. They warned about this very thing leading up to it, saying, if the budget is not balanced quickly, we will be at great risk for all the unknowns that can and will hit this government at some point. Ben Eisen is a a senior fellow at the Fraser Institute, also an author of this particular report, because he was the one who said the uh, warnings. Ben, I recall we did speak about this not too long ago, and you said in the budget, you know, if they don't make the cuts now, we're going to be in trouble. And this is what your report tends to suggest. Yeah, absolutely. What we looked at in this report is we tried to make a comparison between what was presented in the budget 2019 budget uh, to a number of the budgets that were presented uh, by previous governments around 2011, 2012, 2013, the last time Ontario was trying to bring down a similarly large budget deficit. And what we find uh, is that the government per, uh, is pursuing a remarkably similar strategy based on a very slow path uh, back to budget balance and, and, and based on sort of a slow, moderate approach to spending restraint rather than actually making the reforms and reductions that are necessary to get back to balance quickly. So really, uh, it's more continuity than change in, in Ontario fiscal policy, uh, particularly if you take out the last couple pre-election years. Well, and it certainly speaks to the fact that governments now want to govern to continue power instead of governing to do what is right. Yeah, well, it's, it's always tough to, to speak to motivation, but certainly um, the notion that we were going to get a fundamentally different approach to fiscal policy mm-hmm. uh, than what prevailed during the uh, years following the recession has, has simply not come to pass. Um, and the numbers bear that out. If we compare it specifically to the 2011 budget uh, that Premier McGuinty tabled, and the similarities between the 2019 budget and the 2011 budget are actually shocking. Um, they both achieved deficit reduction of approximately $2.4 billion a year, uh, the 2011 deficit, uh, the 2011 spending growth uh, amounted to about 6.8% over the course of five years compared to 5.1% uh, in the 2019 budget. Not a substantial difference there. Uh, really, we're seeing a very similar approach to what we saw earlier in the decade. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that, that that approach resulted in a substantial run-up in debt yeah. and never even succeeded at eliminating the deficit. So uh, here we are again. Yeah, and it's the dribble-out approach. We heard the budget, and I think a lot of conservatives that voted for Ford uh, were a little miffed at the very kind of liberal budget. And then those who are opposed to Ford seemed quite happy about it, and now no one's happy. You've got conservatives that are pissed off that there was not enough austerity, and yet those on the left who should be thrilled with all this spending are still complaining that it's nothing but cuts uh so they're not striking a tone with anybody 
Well, whether or not they're they're managing to resonate with anyone or not uh, is sort of beyond my that that, that gets into the realm of politics. Yeah. Uh, what what I can speak to though is, is the question of whether or not the the, the plan that they presented is up to the task before them, and they were elected yeah. uh, to deal with the very substantial fiscal problems that Ontario faces, and instead um, we're seeing debt continue to rise in the years ahead. Uh, up to almost $400 billion, um, and no plan to balance the budget during the government's first mandate. It instead pushes that all the way off until after the next election. And as you know, that's a long time, and there's a lot of things that they can't control between then and now. There's a lot of risk involved. Yeah, and we're talking about the economy. We've been hearing the recession word for quite some time. We've now had two um, fiscal quarters showing that the GDP is flat. So they're essentially Mm -hmm. banking on the fact that there won't be a recession, because if there is based on what you're telling us and the numbers you see, what happens? Well, I, absolutely, they're banking on it. And it's a, it's a risky bet, given how long we are removed now since the last recession. Um, the current the plan is uh, based getting back to a five-year budget balance. Uh, if the economy cooperates and ticks along as they expect, if it doesn't, it's that much harder, uh, become, unless they fundamentally change course on spending, mm-hmm. uh, which gets even harder in a recession, then the deficits go on even longer, and the debt climbs even higher than is forecasted. So it's not just uh, that the plan will certainly bring more debt, which it will over mm-hmm. the next five years. It's that it runs the risk uh, of never getting back to budget balance at all, uh, just as the McGinty plan followed up by uh, Premier Wynne didn't work at all. Right. And so that kind of brings all sorts of issues. I mean, what happens if we, we can't? We've already known that the, the budget will not be balanced this uh, particular um, you know run. It won't be until after the next election. Uh, but we just kind of keep taking from Peter to pay Paul and moving these things around. And ultimately, I think those looking for real change and to clean this up are going to feel, you know, we're just being failed. Well, ultimately, uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul uh, is about right, and um, and Peter, who we're robbing, is the people of the future, uh, and that's us, and that's and that's our our, our children, uh, who are going to be required to finance more and more debt. We're already uh, spending over a billion dollars a month on debt service payments, and in the last budget, debt service payments are by far the largest, the fastest growing major category of spending. That's growing about four percent a year, and that's only going to continue if we keep piling up debt uh, and with interest rates uh, not having anywhere really to go except for us. Uh, so we're, we're playing, we're, we're taking real risks with the province's fiscal future by failing to address these problems now, because mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to get any, it's not going to get any easier later on. No, right. And you want to waste that political capital in the first year so that, you know, the dust can settle and people can kind of see the changes coming. If you're doing it this way, then you're just kind of doing a lot of heavy lifting, not always pleasant for people. And it's, I think it's taking off the bandaid a lot slower. And, and the sooner you get it done, the sooner you reduce the cost that you're spending on all this debt. Um, and, and that frees up resources for other things. And that's what we saw in the 1990s, right, when there was an actual major reform uh, at the federal level and lots of other places. They got their fe- finances under control, managed to reduce uh, the share of all the revenue coming in, um, which reached, believe it or not, about 33% in the 1990s. Uh, was About 33% of all revenue was going to debt service payments. Uh, they managed to cut that down substantially, and that freed up more money for health, education, tax relief, and other priorities. And that's the beauty of uh, stopping adding debt, uh, that you, you free up resources for other things that we'd all rather see our tax dollars go to than just debt service payments. God help us if that rainy day comes. All right, Ben, can't say we weren't warned. You did warn months ago, and now... Uh reaping what we sow. All right. Thank you, sir. On that note, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. That is Ben Eisen, who is with the Fraser Institute here on Point on Global News Radio.